0: Hello and welcome to episode 166 of the LDS study session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, taking a pause from our Come Follow Me studies uh, for now, uh, we're going to be looking at the Book of Mormon Study Challenge, uh, a little dip into that. Uh, so we are up to uh, day 8 of the, LD of the LDS uh, Book of Mormon, the 21-day, sorry, the 21-day Book of Mormon Challenge. Um, day 8 which covers 3rd Nephi chapter 11 verses 1 to 17 and yes those of you that know your book of Mormon well will know that this is a very important part of the book of Mormon some would say the pinnacle or the crowning piece of the uh, of the text of the record uh, the question is what happened after the resurrection of Jesus Christ uh, and so obviously those of you that are aware uh, of what happens in this chapter this deals with uh, what happened after he uh, died Uh once he was resurrected, and then what happened after he um, left his apostles in the old world. Um, I'm not going to read the whole section, as it is very, very long, uh, but we know that in the opening parts of this chapter, the people are going about their, their lives after a huge uh, cataclysmic events, really, that happened in, the, in this area of the world around the death of Jesus Christ. And they're starting to go about their business, and then in verse 3, they start to hear a voice. Now, uh, this voice is very small and very soft uh, at first, and there is some discussions and points as to why this might bit may have been. Um, however, you know we know this sp- for the voice of the spirit is meant to be quiet and soft to begin with um, and it's a still small voice which pierces the people, uh, but they didn't quite hear it or understand it for the first couple of times. And then in verse 5, uh, it's taught, it says, And again, the third time they did hear the voice, and did open their ears to hear it, and their eyes were towards the sound thereof, and they did look steadfastly towards heaven from whence the sound came. Now, um, it's interesting here, the people decide to open their ears and to turn their eyes. That They weren't obviously opening their ears before and turning their eyes toward the sound before this time. And it makes me think about when I'm teaching in school. So what I will do sometimes to get attention uh, in the class, I don't like to raise my voice or shout over them. It's not very effective, basically. Uh, So what I do is I just very quietly, well, not very quietly, but just in a normal voice, just say, clap once if you can hear me and uh, clap. And then, you know, probably the first six children near me will hear that because I'm just saying it normally and they're focused on their learning. and So they'll clap. And then I'll say, clap twice if you can hear me. And then obviously, you know, around those six children, another 6 to 12 children, have heard them clap and I've realised and they turn their eyes toward me and open their ears and clap twice. And then by that point, I've got half the class's attention very quickly and then I just do one more clap three times if you can hear me. And by this point, generally nine, 99 times out of 100, uh, the, the rest of the class has heard this and they clap their hands and, you know, they look toward me and stop their conversations about their learning and are listening Uh, and it's similar in this case that you know the people it it may have been that they were slow to listen to the spirits they were perhaps not well trained as they should have been or perhaps they had not had the experience of this uh, listening to the spirits but they clearly heard it but you know and they felt it but they didn't know what was being said and so it took them some time to turn and listen we can like this to our ministering efforts um you know just because one time you know things don't work out brilliantly or perhaps we try and teach something and it's fallen upon ears which maybe aren't ready we should never give up on anyone we should still try and invite people and invite them to to hear the gospel uh whether it's you know the first time or the third time or the 20th time you know after 20 years we should still be willing to reach out and and share the, the blessings of the gospel with them and of course then the savior himself appears to the nephites uh, and he comes down and begins speaking to them. Uh, and he teaches them that he has come forward uh, to, first of all, you know, he states that he is the saviour. That and what he has done, that he has performed the atonement. And then he invites them to see and feel and experience the, the symbol or the um, tokens of the atonement. In verse 14, arise and come, unto, come forth unto me that you may thrust your hands into my side. And also, feel that, also that you may feel the prints of the nails in my hands and in my feet, that you may know that I am the God of Israel and the God of the whole earth, and I've been slain for the sins of the world. Um, in October 2006, in a talk, Remembering the Lord's Love, Kathleen H. Hughes uh, said this, quote, I'm certain that each of you has felt at one time or another encircled in Christ's arms. But if you are like me, there are times when you are fearful, when the stress and busyness of life seem to overwhelm you, when you feel adrift from the Spirit. Perhaps you even feel as if you have been abandoned. When I encounter those feelings, my best antidote is my memory of the moments when Christ's peace has comes to strengthen me. So tonight, I invite you to remember with me what it is to feel the Lord's love in your life and to feel encircled in his arms, close quote. Which I think is a very fitting message, considering the message of remembrance that we had on Remembrance Sunday yesterday. And of course, today being actual Remembrance Day. Um, that we have the opportunity uh, to know that the Saviour has done these things and to remember it often when we partake of these emblems, not not physically of his body, but symbolically through the sacrament, uh, which is a huge blessing in itself to be able to renew our covenants but also to remember what our Saviour has done for us. It is a very important thing which we must take hold of and really respect and reverence in our weekly lives and prepare effectively for. Um, so yeah, we know really the answer to this question of what happened after the resurrection. He went and he went forward and I, I guess the important thing first of all is that he testified to them that he was the saviour and he has performed the atonement and that really is the point of the Book of Mormon. There are wonderful messages, wonderful stories, wonderful principles that come out of it but overall the overarching important message is that is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is the saviour of the world. It is another testament of Jesus Christ. And this part of the Book of Mormon is where we really see that testament come forward. Thank you very much for listening to the study today. If there is something that uh, you'd like to share that you've studied, please do so. At Matt S. Roberts 90 uh, on Twitter or email LDSStudySession at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for your time and until we meet again.